Sopa, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. This week, we'll discuss the embarrassing defeat of USMNT at the hands of the Canadians. We'll take a look at the MLS playoffs and the Premier League standings. We'll discuss the lads' trips to STOFC games, and we'll check in on the Sherlock Holmes of the soccer world. We've got a lot to cover, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Soccer Talk Lads, or STL Podcast. My name is Stephen Ground. I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Horniker, who is joining us live while actively trying to break Eliud Kachogi's marathon record, and Ian Peters, who is joining us live from a marathon gas station. How are you guys doing tonight? We'll start with Justin. Doing good. A little bit winded, but uh, so far, so good. I'd say amazing breath control to do a podcast while trying to run a four minute mile ian how are you doing tonight this marathon has frozen reese's cups that's a big win that's a big win so if you can make it here justin (laughs) it's worth the run yeah which marathon is that i'll find it (laughs) you'll pass it on the one with the gas pumps Uh, ah that one we are here what day is it wednesday october 16th it's been too long since we've spoken and recorded there's been so much soccer going on and so much going on in our very interesting and exciting yeah. personal lives some of us selfishly went on vacation and uh yeah <laughs> such a douche move uh and while you were there there were some marathon records broken which is cool that's not our sport but it is your sport so how are you feeling about that Eliud and uh Bridget Koske. I definitely didn't have to Google these names before or how to pronounce them because I've been to Kenya, so I just knew. Oh, so so you know more than I. Um, Yeah, it's good. I'm glad that they did it when I swore off work for a week and a half, so it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I can't imagine running, you know, five miles in two hours, so 26. Very impressive. Holy moly. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and, and jump into the exciting world of, of the beautiful game, which was not so beautiful last night when the U.S. men's national team took on the Canadian men's national team. Oh no! Oh yes, you didn't. In the hostile ground known as oh, Toronto. You weren't getting our group messages last night. <laughs> no, I knew that you don't the know U.S. About team was playing. I just assumed they were playing. A good team? Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. they weren't. They oh, were no. playing Canada at BMO. Ian, do I have some bad news for you? Oh boy, it's going to go bad for us. BMO Field in Toronto, which is an awful company name. Why aren't you just BMO? I don't get it. Or like B-Mo or something. A lot of questions about BMO, but we don't have the time. It was a paltry crowd, probably because they were all inside eating ketchup chips and watching <laughs> hockey and talking about organizations and saying sorry. Um, but uh, that didn't stop Canada from kicking the pants right off of us in a, what did it become, a 2 nothing defeat? Justin, I Two will admit mil. throwing my hands up in disgust at one nothing and turning it <laughs> off. So, yeah. 
Uh, well, Greg Berhalter kept saying how this was going to be a real road test up there in Toronto, oh. that one of our players actually plays at this field to begin with. So, yeah. you know, uh, the real road test of playing in the field you usually play on. It was a uh, test. Really got to the team, failed. it looks like. There's nothing like the road test of playing in a country that is an almost carbon copy of your own <laughs> and traveling as far as 700 miles. <laughs> That's like 30 miles from the border. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did cross a border, That's though. That's the real road <laughs> test. Uh, yeah, that was not good. That was a very not good game. The U.S. defense looked awful. The con- attack, which featured both Josh Sargent and Christian Polisic, whose name I will never feel po- totally comfortable saying, uh, they looked disorganized and not great. Uh, Zach Steffen was stuffing the competition for a Ooh, while, but nice. uh, couldn't hold on for the whole game. Uh, it was bad through 35. Yedlin had uh, a lazy cross knocked behind for a corner, which became the Yankees' best opportunity that I saw, but it didn't matter because... Uh, Canada ended up scoring. Who was the goal scorer, Justin? Do you know off the top of your head? No, I, can I, look I should have looked this up ahead of time. I meant to take notes. We're a very, we're a very professional podcast. Um, the first goal was scored by Alfonso Davies. I should have known right. that. And Bayern Munich's own Alfonso Davies. There you go. Bayern Munich has Canadian players now. This is truly the world's game. <laughs> and uh, Lucas Cavallini scored in the 91st minute to ice it away for Canada. It's uh, it's not great for the Americans in world soccer right now, is it, Justin? No, and it, I mean, I would have been, would have been a little more impressed if like they actually looked somewhat cohesive, but there just wasn't anything going they looked, all game. They looked awful the whole game. The whole game. I mean, from start to finish, at least in the 70-ish minutes I saw, they did not look especially good at any point. Yeah, I mean, this feels as bad as the Trinidad and Spago loss yeah. when you're just, like, the aftermath of it. It definitely doesn't have the gravity of that loss because that knocked us out of the World Cup, but essentially, but it feels bad because it seems like we bad. haven't made any momentum at all. Yeah, it feels like that should have been the wake-up call for this program, and they've now spent two years, right? It's, it was two years just a week or so ago Yeah, trying to pick up the pieces, and they've gotten nowhere, and... I think they're on the fast track to missing another World Cup if this keeps up. That's all I'm worried about because it's, I don't want to say it's a talent issue because I think that we have, like, Christian Pulisic is the best player that U.S. has ever had or will have, like, by the time that he's in his prime. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. And Zach Stefan is a, he was a Bundesliga goalie of the week last, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So there's talent there. I just, there's no cohesion. They're being asked to play a system that they're not, like, able to play. Yeah, I would say we've definitely got more talent playing at high level or not playing in the case of Pulisic, but that's a different issue. Uh, <laughs> playing at high levels internationally than we've had at any time in my lifetime, and I can't imagine it was better before that. Um, you to look at Pulisic and McKinney and Sargent and Ream and... And, uh, and if uh, Sergio Dest decides to play for America. <laughs> yeah, and it's just... the. Like you said, I mean, we're, are we the ta- are, do we have the talent yet to win the World Cup? I don't think so. I don't think we're all that close. But I don't think so. But I look at the like the 2014 to... team, and I say that like the players on this team, by the time they get to 2022, should be better than those players. 2022 because... is the worst year name 
Still seems made up. Well, I mean, I hope I don't have to deal with 2222 again, but you're right. It could be. I could be frozen and wake up in 2222. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, we definitely should have the talent to make the World Cup, and that means that the common denominator of our talentlessness is our awful manager, Greg Berhalter. Your thoughts on Greg Berhalter? Let's yeah, start I mean, with Ian. Let's have Ian's thoughts on Greg oh, I was trying to figure out what my thoughts were on losing to Canada, uh-huh. so I looked up the FIFA slash Coca-Cola world rankings uh-huh. for uh, <laughs> the month of September, which is the latest logo right now. Uh, the U.S. was 21st. I was like, I was a little shocked yeah, by that. That seemed kind of high. Canada, 75th. Yeah, not, <laughs> not good. Great. Not good. Right behind Guinea, but right above Krakow. <laughs> Imagine being beaten by a team that's one spot worse than Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at uh, least like the Mexico losses. Like Mexico is actually a good uh, footballing nation. Uh-huh. Uh, Canada's not. So. You know what upsets me too about this is I didn't at any point feel like as much as Canada's manager, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, tried to act like they were you know really hyped for this game, and this was he talked about blood and guts and. Like, this is their big moment to shine. I did not get the feeling that this was the case of Canada just outplaying the U.S., you know, and just having that ounce more drive or determination. I definitely felt like this was a team that just didn't want it that bad in, in terms of the Americans and that Canada was just able to take what, you know, what was given to them, basically. And and I do think, I mean, we can... I guess let's talk about Greg. Give give us your thoughts, uh, Justin, because it's not great and it hasn't been great since he took over. No, and I wanted to give him a chance. I think I liked what he did at the crew with like little to no investment, but it's very much like a system that he runs. And I don't think it necessarily works on the national level when you have people for like two week training camps and they go back to their other teams where they look so much better than they do when they're playing for team USA. And then you look at the lack of hiring process and like the people who are interested in the job that never got intro that never got interviewed just makes you like kind of upset of the quality of coach that was out there that wanted to maybe be a part of this program. And then. Yeah. You <laughs> sent along that quip from the uh, wall article about who, about the hiring process. And I can read it real quick. Uh, even worse, the process to hire Burhalter wasn't even a real process. General Manager Ernie Stewart interviewed, ju- interviewed just two candidates, Burhalter and Oscar Pereja. I can't speak. Pereja. Pereja. I knew how it should be pronounced. I just couldn't get it out. What kind of job search in any field involves two can- involves interviewing just two candidates? Stewart didn't interview Jesse March. He didn't interview... Tata Martino, he did, who was interested but was disqualified for the ludicrous reason of not speaking good enough English. He was now coaching Mexico and has yet to lose. Uh, not great. <laughs> he didn't interview former Spain coach Julian Lopetegui. I, I'm sure I butchered that, who literally contacted U.S. soccer expressing his interest. He didn't, inter- didn't interview Bob Bradley, which personally I'm fine with, but I get why he's on the list, or Tab Ramos, the coach who has gotten the U.S. team to the quarterfinals of the last three under-20 World Cups. And those are some big names, and what I, lo- what I like or I guess hate about 
the list there is those are those are just names that were very accessible for the u.s you know yeah it didn't say in there well they didn't interview you know mauricio pochettino or you know you're even like matias almeida was yeah. apparently interested yeah and he's done got... like a great job with the turning the earthquake from like the worst team in the league to actually able to win games and it does the same kind of thing with not a lot of talent so yeah even I... like someone like him you would think would be able to do a better job than what greg Gugu can do yeah and if it at if you're not interviewing people who are reaching out to you that are overqualified and saying, Hey, I'd like to know about this position. It does certainly lend credence to those rumors that said that this was always going to be Greg from the beginning, which is all the more reason to wonder then why did the process take so long? Because wasn't it like a year, most yeah. of a year between firing uh, Klinsman and, and replacing him with Burhalter. So the why, entire thing makes zero sense. Why wasn't Burhalter in house immediately if he was always going to be the guy? And well, they had to disqualify all the Spanish speaking coaches well, that reached yeah, out first, right. <laughs> like like the Montreal Canadiens. They had to rule out anyone that wasn't bilingual, and mm. so that took a while. And then they had who was left. But yeah, it's just there's nothing worse than like a nepotism. A nepotism job unless the person who gets a job because of nepotism then sucks at it oh, <laughs> you know? say is me yeah <laughs> well, um, that's true what were his qualifications coming into this position so i've got his um coaching record of i mean he was a former u.s player not a very good one but former u.s player strike one um, and he managed as an assistant with the galaxy for a year and then as a head coach of Hammerby IF internationally, but his biggest stint was with Columbus Crew for six seasons, five seasons from 2013 to 18. Which okay. is to which he managed U.S. team stalwarts and favorite players of mine, Will Trapp and Jassy Zardes, as well as Zach Stefan. But you do love uh, Jassy Zardes, I know that much. Um, but did he do well with the crew? Yeah, I mean, you would know better than me, Justin, so do you want to speak to that? He yeah, he fine. did pretty well, especially, like, the whole knock against the crew at the time was that they weren't spending any money on the team. There's like, little to no investment, and this was during the whole, like, uh, try to tank the team so you could sell and move to a different mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. ordeal, and he still kept the team afloat and made the playoffs. So that would make you think that, like, he could keep a team together, but it's kind of all falling apart when you try to implement a system. Yeah, he managed the crew to uh, 2014, 15, 17, and 18 playoff berths and got them to the MLS Cup Final in 2015, but lost to the Portland Timbers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's it's not that he was an unqualified guy that they just plucked mm. out of nowhere, but it was very much, I think, doesn't he have a brother or somebody who's part of the nominating process? Yeah, I think Jay Burhalter is like on the board or something yeah. along those lines that was involved with searching for candidates. Which is an awful, oh, awful look. And <laughs> Not great. Not it great. It was never going to be anybody but him, which, again, wouldn't itself be the end of the world if he then didn't come in and suck, which he has done notably. I mean, they haven't, they've won a couple under him so far, but not many. And not yeah, I mean, there's a time where they look promising, and they'll have like a promising game or a couple games that makes you want to have a little more patience. And then they'll do this against a team that they should have beaten any day of the week. Um, it makes you think that they're nowhere close to actually qualifying for the World Cup next time around. 
Yeah, that's the thing that really um, bothers. I'm us. upset. <laughs> and the 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 thing that worries you is it's the twofold thing of like this World Cup is like the beginning of these guys prime especially Pulisic and those those guys and then because of the nature of it only being every four years the next one is like kind of the end mm-hmm. right. of their prime so like you can't waste either of those and they're not gonna just they're as much as there might be an outcry for it right now they're probably not just gonna up and fire Burhalter after putting their hope and faith in him because that doesn't look good and we're just it's it's definitely the most hopeless i can remember being about uh the men's national team in a long time i mean they dismantled cuba last week but cuba's awful and their defense is literally just a joke (laughs) um they tied korea and then beat korea in friendly action and then they had that one one tie with Uruguay Uruguay that was ugly that we talked about Mm -hmm. they got trounced by Mexico I mean they're just they're in a bad run of form and it's not looking great and it's it's upsetting I would say I don't know anymore what do you what do you want to see moving forward like what would make you more confident I mean I I just I want to see more you more unity on the pitch I want to see it I want to feel like there's a team that knows what the rest of the team is doing. <laughs> Not just a bunch know? of parts up there. I don't want to see. Fair. Yeah, I don't want to see one leg running one way and an arm trying to like reach behind it and a head that's looking in a different direction. Like the body isn't working as a unit right now, and um, I want to see them make more of the talent they have. They, I feel like they didn't. They didn't get uh, Pulisic and Sargent into space with any opportunity to work. They didn't get them the ball. They're not, you know, you can't, you can't have a team where, uh, that's just on them, but at the same time, you know, the team I know best is Liverpool. It's pretty obvious who their biggest threats are. And yet those are the guys that still get the ball and finish, you Mm -hmm. know, because they're also the most talented. So, uh, I would say those two things where the bit is just more cohesion and, and seeing, you know, those guys who are stars get to shine a little more, I'd say. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I think for me, like, so your best player is Christian Pulisic, and his strength is to play the ball out wide and run down the flank. It almost seems like that's, like, antithetical to Greg Berthalter's mm-hmm. system in general, where it's like you want to play that almost counterattacking out of the back, but that, like, long diagonal ball is what he's always looking for. But I don't think that Pulisic's strength is getting on to the end of that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like... Yeah, this player who's potentially like a generational player for the country who isn't being played to in his like best position. And he's playing like a 10, so he's playing down the middle a lot of times. And that oh, just he's a seem... 10. There's no question about that. But oh, yeah. wait, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm saying like they haven't played down the middle, and I just feel like that's yeah, for a majority no, that's of the game. that's not his strength. He's a wing yeah. player for sure. And it sucks, too, because he's also being misused at Chelsea right now. So it's not any you're not you're not being able to see him go and tear out the Premier League and think, well, this, you know, this month or two might suck for the national team. But at least he's growing in the right direction. They just because just as if I needed more reason to hate Chelsea, they bought. (laughs) 
they paid an ungodly price for Pulisic when there were rumors of Liverpool being interested too, and then they probably <laughs> parked him on the bench where he does plenty of good, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if he can win his way into the opening squad, that's good. And he's only 21 years old, so it's not like yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean, you know, he's... I'm not suggesting he should be given... No, I agree. ...the role either, but... Um, I don't know. He needs more playing time than he's seen. And I'm tired of him looking sad. Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the USMNT update. I don't want to linger there anymore because it's depressing. Justin, you want to walk us through the uh, MLS playoffs unless you had something to add? Either? Nope, that's it. I'm done being sad. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. All right. So MLS playoffs start this week. So to take you guys through. The number one seeds have first round buys. Those number one seeds being New York City FC and LA FC. Um, New York City FC will play round one in on City Field, which is the Met Stadium, so the Yankee Stadium, because the Yankees have made it far enough in the ALCS. So that'll be fun. Um, both those should probably be the favorites going into the final, but they, you know, I'm, I was looking and seeing what upsets could possibly happen. Everything seems pretty straightforward when I was filling out the bracket. Uh, in the West, you have number four, Minnesota, against number five, LA Galaxy. I think everyone wants to see LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Uh, Minnesota, they have defense. Sometimes they can score against the run of play, but really, uh, I want to see Zlatan and Vela go after each other again. What do you guys think of Minnesota versus LA Galaxy? I mean, from my limited knowledge, Minnesota's boring, so don't let them advance. <laughs> yeah, they're... Um, but I they're also, boring. Uh, LA Galaxy also doesn't have a defense, so who knows? <laughs> they can win. It'll be like seven to six, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This will be fun. Go LA Galaxy. <laughs> That's what I say. Ian's a big Zlatan fan, as That's far true. as I know. I mean, Zlatan is probably the best talent in one of the best mm-hmm. talents in the whole league. So he also made Tom Hanks big. <laughs> Did he? He did. Cool. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, no, no. Little fortune teller guy in there that he puts in for the big thing. I think his name was like Zatan or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like some, someone out there is somebody rolling got on the somebody ground. Somebody loved it. <laughs> okay, so moving on. The next one will be number three ranked Salt Lake City versus number six ranked Portland. Um, it's tough because Portland have underperformed all year. Um, and actually have been like almost better on the road than they have at home. Um, they've always had the ability to play on big games. They've always they have the same squad in place that they've had for a while. Uh, and Real Salt Lake are a fine team, but the difference isn't really astronomical. So if I were to pick my upset, it'd probably be Portland over Salt Lake. Um, Salt Lake have Nick Armando, who is still a really good goalkeeper. Uh, what do you guys think of this matchup? Um, I like Real Salt Lake. I was like, these are two of our favorites. This is your Salt Lake team against my Portland Portland team. Yeah. Uh, oh. I think I would probably give the edge to Timbers, um, but that's probably partially biased by their notoriety. and <laughs> Maybe the Yeah, their team that's the like diff. always there. Um, uh-huh. This is probably a pretty down year for them. But mm. the thing is that the same players are there last year, they're this year. So you would maybe hope that they could probably get back to the final again. But... They're in a tough spot and be on the road the whole time. Moving on, number two, Seattle versus number seven, Dallas. Um, should be an easy Seattle win. Uh, Seattle has Jordan Morris, who's actually been like one of the rare bright spots in the USMT for the most part this window. 
Uh, Christian Roldan was named to the up to all 11 team. So that's going by like possession numbers. Been pretty good. And Dallas has one win all time against Seattle with a record of 1, 3, and 11. Holy moly. <laughs> so I'm thinking they're not going to win. That's that's my thought as well. well I, think, I think they're due for it. I think that's what this says. They're due for it. The, I so pick you Seattle. Thought the, you thought the generals were due? Yeah, the generals, they're due for a win. <laughs> Kept betting on them because they're due for a win eventually. <laughs> All right, moving on to the East. You have Toronto FC, who hopefully have their field replaced in time, uh, versus number five, DC United. DC United looked disjointed at times this season, while Toronto overcome a terrible start. That being said, Toronto has lost Josie Altidore for the rest of the playoffs, most likely. Um, I would probably say DC United over Toronto for me, just because I think Wayne Rooney shows up in big games and will probably be somewhat motivated. It's so weird to me that he's here. <laughs> How long has he been here? Just uh, about a year and a half now, mm-hmm. and he okay. won't be here if they lose this game. <laughs> well, then, for... or if they win this game and lose oh. the next one, he's gone regardless. Well, then, for yeah. MLS sake, win DC United. <laughs> Keep him in. Keep him in. We Go need names and I and other people know. Yeah, that's, right. that's what we need more of in this life. We won't. We're not done talking about the Rooney family today. But... <laughs> that's <Whoa>. a spoiler. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little preview. As we in the business, we like to call that a teaser. That's a flash forward. (laughs) All right. Next is number three, Philadelphia, against number six, New York Red Bulls. Ian, what are all the Red Bull teams? (laughs) (laughs) There's one. (laughs) You got Red and Leipzig's in there somewhere. Uh, There's one that starts with an A somewhere, right? I don't know. There's a there's a second letter that's an A and one oh, boy. Salzburg. <laughs> Salzburg, there's New York. Um I think Philadelphia is probably the best team here. They have been my favorite team in the MLS at times this year. They just have a really dynamic attack with Casper Chibelko, Elsinio, and Marco Fabian. Uh, Casper Chabelko always has the Scrabble sponsored name of the year. So, <laughs> yeah, holy cow! Uh, Did you guys folks, get that? Did you guys get that joke? <laughs> folks, look up this guy's name if Better you can look spell up the it. Name, Caster, how would you expect Casper Chabelko to be spelled? And you'll be pleasantly surprised. Ooh, I even, <laughs> even I don't know this. Okay, I'm gonna guess. I feel like it's gonna get me on the very first letter. It probably will. Are we doing first name too? Because I feel like that's going to be a K just to I'm going to give you, yeah, let me give you the first name. That might give you an idea on the second name. So Casper is spelled K-A-C-P-E-R. Now, how do you spell Chibelko? What did you say? Oh, So Casper, did so you K-A-C-P-E-R. Say... No, 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 no. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't even gotten <laughs> to the hard To one. the hard one. Okay, can you pronounce the last name again? It's not going to help you, but it's pronounced Chipelko. <laughs> Chipelko. Oh, Chipelko. boy. Oh, Are you goodness. looking at this name? Oh, my goodness. It's sir. in the show notes? Yeah. Oh, yep. I haven't looked. I've been looking at the bracket. Oh, boy. <laughs> Chipelko. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess one of them C's. With... Oh, oh no. not even close. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Is it a Z? There's a Z in there. It's not the first letter. <laughs> what? Okay. S? 
no no oh no okay oh, no. Okay. okay you're just fucking with me now um, I think there's two silent letters. Uh, I think there's two no, of them. I'll give you the first letter. The first letter is a P. Of Chappelle. Yes. <laughs> the first letter of Chappelle is a P. I'd almost say the second letter is even more unexpected. <laughs> Do you, why is count as vowels? <laughs> Sometimes there is one would, vowel in this name. If I was told anything in about the alphabet, it's that Y is sometimes a vowel. Okay, P, Z. Oh, you're missing one crucial letter in between those two. Of course I am. <laughs> R. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, so it's like a privil. Okay, we had a James Pravilsky who should have been like Shavilsky. So it's like one of them weird. One of them, like, Croatian names. Okay, right. so we if got... If I was Midwestern, I would probably call him Brazilbico. <laughs> okay, so we got P-R-Z... Uh, y? Yeah, L? yeah. Is it L or is it Y-B? Y-B. L. No, no, okay. Sh- Chapelco. No, no L in there. P-R-Z-Y-B. Okay. Uh, Y. Okay, all right. Now you're at the easy part. K. O. You got it. Yes. Yes. Wow. Real. Real. Good for you. I would have never gotten there in a million years. (laughs) Yeah, because I was so so straight to the point. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I'm rooting for him. (laughs) A new favorite player. Yeah, no, I love him. When I was writing that article about the union earlier this year, I kept having to spell check Brazil however you say it um <laughs> and it was not accepting it as a word at all <laughs> no matter yeah, how many times i added it that's definitely no, one you have to add to your dictionary no matter how many times, times you add it it says no <laughs> all right so moving on uh wow. number two atlanta that, versus number seven i'm looking at the name it hurts even worse doesn't it hurt your eyes <laughs> how many points is that worth in scrabble uh like 30 i'll look it up you keep talking <laughs> okay so atlanta versus new england uh the returning champs atlanta united played the bruce arena led new england revolution joseph martinez still questionable for this game however i think atlanta is much 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 better than new england and even without their like starting line they probably still win so that's my pick for that game who do you guys have to win the mls playoffs I think it's going to be Minnesota. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's not going to be NYCFC because of their weird bullshit stadium situation. They're just going to find a way. I realize everyone else also has to play in those stadiums, but somehow it's going to be them that gets boned, I feel like. Um, I want to say like, I would enjoy LAFC the most, I feel like, of yeah. the teams that have a realistic shot. But I want to say it's just going to be Atlanta, and I'm going to be grossed out. I don't know. What do you think? You're the <laughs> that expert. is gross. Or so Ian, I have Ian. Who, my... What are your thoughts first, Ian? You need to give us your thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> Ian, Ian, what are your thoughts, Ian? Ian, how many uh, Red Bull teams are there? <laughs> Not enough. There's four. There's four. I'll remember that much. Um, I would go. I'd go Atlanta because I've heard they're good. And then I was gonna say my dark horse, but I guess these are like top seeds. Then I then I'd go uh, LAFC. Mm. One of those two. Very good. 
So I have you. Let me run you through my bracket. So starting off in the West, I have the Galaxy knocking off Minnesota and Real Salt Lake knocking off Portland and Seattle winning over Dallas. Then I have Seattle being Real Salt Lake. I have LAFC beating the Galaxy to make a conference final of LAFC versus Seattle. In the Eastern Conference, I have DC United beating Toronto. I have Philadelphia beating New York and Atlanta beating New England, which means I have New York City FC beating DC United and Philadelphia beating Atlanta because that's an upset. And then in my Eastern Conference final, I have Philadelphia beating NYC FC to move to the final for the first time. And I have LAFC beating Seattle and then LAFC winning the entire thing. Ooh, LAFC winning would be the most fun, I feel like. I feel like, I don't know. They've looked so dominant at times this year. You just have to... I just feel like there's no other logical winner. Uh, I think Philadelphia is kind of my fun team that, like, no mm-hmm. one necessarily expects to go far, but, like, is actually a good team. Um, and they had Gritty at a couple games this year, so that oh, makes well, me... well, then I'm sold. <laughs> what more do they need? That makes me believe that it will be them. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down with that. Ian, your thoughts on LASC? They should be your arch rival. They should you be, but they're not. <laughs> they're, but they're I embrace not. all teams except for a few <laughs> that are yet to be chosen. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. So the MLS playoffs are starting this weekend. Is that correct? This weekend. Yeah, first games are this weekend. I think the 19th, which would be... Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday in the park. I think yep. it's the fourth of July. I don't. It's very cold. Uh that that's the um, that's the American side of our podcast, I guess, for the most part. Um although I mean we didn't know we're coming back we'll to come back we'll, we'll come back local. We'll come back. We're gonna go international and then we'll come we're back. We're very so local. Why don't we talk about the Premier League a little bit? Ian's favorite league, mm-hmm. where Tottenham is coached by whom? By, we said his name on this podcast, and you got a text know. about Mauricio. That's who's who's being coached by currently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's that guy's name. <laughs> Why don't you spell Tachatino? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's spelled like it's pronounced. At least it's not for Chink Chef. Whatever. At least there are hidden letters in the name. Putin. That's the most. Um, so. <laughs> The Premier League is it's eight games into the season, and Liverpool are the runaway title favorites, which can only mean that disaster will strike soon, and it will strike hard. But Liverpool is 8-0-0 and has allowed just six goals in those eight contests. Meanwhile, Man City followed up its embarrassing loss to Norwich with an even, arguably even more embarrassing loss to the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Liverpool hasn't won the title since the 89-90 season. In fact, they've never won a Premier League title. And their Premier League winning streak of 17 games is close to tying Manchester City's 18-game streak from the 17-18 City campaign. Uh, Ian, you had a a bemused look on your face. What were you thinking when, when you had that look? Uh, I didn't know that they had a team that was like the Wolves. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The Wolverhampton Wanderers. They're not actually the Wolves. Oh, see, there they're you go. They're from Wolverhampton. There you go. And there, there is a mm. wolf on their crest, 
but they're the Wanderers. Yeah, you so, fool. so they're not the team with the moose <laughs> Don't on the you front. Understand? No, they're not the team with the moose on the front either. Duh. Because I mean, they're not the moose. No. That's why I was like, of course, there's a team. Well, how could there be a team called the Wolves? Oh, that seems very that's straightforward and American. Of course, very good. Um, yeah, I mean. Liverpool is very good. They won the Champions League last year, so it's not exactly shocking that they're in this position. But at the same time, uh, no one would have expected them to be, what, six points clear of Man City at this point? Maybe eight points clear? Does City have a draw as well? I need to check real quick. But um, no one expected them to have a commanding lead this early. Yeah, eight points clear because... Uh, cities five one and two um so what does that mean realistically i don't know because they're liverpool and they've screwed things up before uh but they did have a miracle win against leicester this last weekend uh i guess two weekends ago now that made it start to feel a little bit like destiny they played kind of a crappy game script they got a goal in the 40th minute but then had a sloppy second half and they weren't creating a lot of chances and it was begging for an equalizer and they got one from James Madison, not that James Madison. <laughs> from the grave. Very strange. <laughs> but uh, in the 80th minute and Lester, I, I think Lester have some really good young talent. Uh, if you're looking for an adoptive English, English premier league team, uh, you could do a lot worse because they're an underdog, but they're not terrible. And, and Jamie those are, Marty is those scrappy. Are, yeah, exactly. Those are hard to come by in the Premier League. I'm not going to abandon Tottenham, I know. Stephen. Not, when times are tough, you stay true. I get that. <laughs> uh, also, I love you, Ben Chilwell. My love for you is pure. That's an aside. You guys didn't need to hear that. It's just a, a private thing. This kind of came out. I, private I was thing between me and Ben that you don't need Our to. Our one listener. Yeah, and Ben is a big <laughs> fan of the podcast. Big, big Ben fan. and Ben's cats. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right, exactly. Um, <laughs> Liverpool pressed well in the final 14 after allowing the equalizer, but they looked to have run out of time until Mark Albrighton fouled Mane viciously in the box. And by viciously, I mean, eh, kind of <laughs> nicked him. It's one of those that's like shitty to be called a penalty but also you can't not call it a penalty but also you feel bad for calling it a penalty but also it is a penalty so they gave him a penalty james milner was on the field which means that the conclusion is foregone and he stepped up to the spot and you know what that means he knocked it in and there was a little heat at the end from Leicester, but no fire. And the Liverpool Liverpudlians hold on for the lead. And Jurgen <laughs> Klopp it. provides hugs galore, which I, I want to feel what it's like just to, to be enveloped in one of those would would be a real dream come true for me. But uh, Justin, I'm a little biased, obviously, because of my well-known affinity for the Reds. How do you feel about what Liverpool is doing right now? And obviously it's very early in the season, but do you feel like they're, I mean, they're, it's hard to say they aren't the favorites right now, but how real do you think their chances of holding on are at this point? No, I mean, it's the same team they had last year that would have won if not for Manchester City never losing. Oh, yeah, so... I, should, I should mention that they're arguably, you know, one of the top five in the world goalkeepers has barely played so far and is supposed to come back this weekend so yeah no i think they're the real deal unless they really slip up down the stretch they'll be uh the favorites for sure 
And they've got that uh, Man City matchup coming this weekend. Are you excited about that? Are you looking forward to that? Uh, I am. I am. You know, I will <laughs> believe anything. <laughs> Manchester United, who have not won a game since September nineteenth. Oh my goodness! <laughs> against FC Astana, have not won a league Even game. Even Ian since. knows that's bad. Have <laughs> not won a league game against September fourteenth. So in over a month. Uh, it's that's, not going uh, well. That's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, has a, has a <laughs> and uh, De Gea is hurt and Pogba is hurt. So they currently are without their best player and their best goalkeeper, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the in the world. Um, it, it's going to be rough. Uh, they might lose seven to nothing. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> they play like what? Two games a weekish? Yeah. 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 Oh, hey. <laughs> 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 uh yeah i mean that's uh i don't know i mean manchester city always plays liverpool well it's always a big rivalry so uh, manchester united sorry, sorry, manchester united, me, manchester united. <laughs> when did the season start uh right at the beginning of august i guess yes oh really yes. it starts that yeah, okay. it's that it's one game a week though for most of the season so okay and they've had international breaks so it's like kind of it's start slow slow and then they pick up and start playing more games every week but yeah it's been since august so eight eight game weeks basically um and yeah i mean liverpool has the same team that won the champions league pretty much person to person Steven, you mean to tell me you're not scared of names like scott mctominay and james (laughs) garner (laughs) i mean i I am terrified because. What about Fred in 2019? That should scare you. <laughs> oh God, that is awful. Um, I am a Blues fan. I am a Liverpool fan, and recently I've been—I mean, I always have been—but recently it's hurt more. I've been a Cardinals fan, so I am well acquainted with grief and suffering in the sports world. So I would say that my confidence is never high. Uh, in a uh, sports team that I'm rooting for. But it does feel like Liverpool are in the uh, catbird seat, as it sounds like a British person would say that, right? What? It is a real expression. Here. Don't <laughs> give me that look. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, unless, like, so City is going to have to win both games against Liverpool, which seems tough, but doable, because it's Pep and, mm-hmm. you know, he can do things that you don't think he can do. But then they're also going to have to hope that Liverpool loses to somebody like... I don't know, West Ham or something. (laughs) That's the one. That's the one that's going to hurt. Yes. (laughs) I mean, and the other thing is, I don't, I don't think uh, Man City is on a track to go undefeated, you know, by any stretch now. I talked about it when we talked about the Norwich loss, which may have just been our last episode because it's been a while, but that really was going to set them up one of two ways. I felt like it was either going to be like the first crack in a Humpty Dumpty like collapse of that team where they just fell apart because they've been too good for too long. And, um, uh, you know, they're, they're probably about to break apart. They're probably going to lose their manager at the end of the year. And it's probably the beginning of the end of the road, or it was going to galvanize them and they were going to go the opposite direction and be indestructible for, you know, three months. And, having already lost another game 
even more embarrassing. I know which one I'd bet on if I had to bet on it right now. So yeah, I just think at like at this level when you're playing like this intensely all the time, that like there's a reason that managers don't last more than like three or four years at a time. It's like eventually that voice becomes a lot less effective, and you just get fatigued from. Especially like they haven't had a ton of squad rotation, so they. I mean, same with Liverpool, but to a lesser extent where they played into the Champions League whole Premier League season, all the other tournaments that you have, um, then, then they haven't brought up as many players as maybe Liverpool has. So, Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. It just It feels like I'm not sure that Liverpool will be the champion yet, but I'm also not sure that if they aren't the champion, it will be Man City. You know, like I, I don't I don't think that's a foregone conclusion this year. And it has been most years. So that's interesting. I don't know. It's I feel like the Premier League's more interesting than it's been in a while because last year I think year... especially looking at like the competition for the top four is interesting. Cause I think I think Liverpool and Man City will end up running away with it. But right now, like Arsenal's in third. No one really thinks that's gonna stick. Uh Leicester's in fourth. fourth yeah. Chelsea's in fifth, who have been playing good with a lot of young players. So Raj I guess that can will return them to glory. Yeah, Leicester, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, and then like sixth is uh, Crystal Palace, seventh is Burnley, yeah, eighth is West Ham. Like those, you don't fun. think that those three are going to stay there? I mean, but early <laughs> in the season, Everton's a disaster. Tottenham has been awful. Sorry, and they've been oh, very up what's and What's the down. record? Uh, <laughs> three, two, and three, which is not great. Three losses isn't great. That haven't they lost more games and like two months or i don't know they've got some bad loss record Uh-oh. they're a uh, batman 500 right now yeah which that's is right. i i i heard that three it's two three counts. and i said mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's okay <laughs> for some people um but uh yeah i mean you look at like you were saying the the traditional powerhouses are struggling chelsea and arsenal and man united and tottenham are all all over the place i mean arsenal's strong right now but the other four or five are, are all over the place, and it's going to be an interesting year. I feel like they had that extreme title race down the stretch last season, and that was very interesting, and I feel like this season's going to be interesting for a whole different reason, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, and with Manchester United being all sorts of influx, it opens up a lot of doors for other people to step in. Yeah. Hashtag Glazers out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love men and boysers. Um, <laughs> any thoughts? Uh, oh, you said Glazers out. That's no. I did. I did. I also love men and Blazers, but they're not. They're not separated too far. Um, I'm an idiot. Uh, um, any other thoughts on the Premier League before we move on? Um, what are your thoughts on the rumors of Jose Mourinho to Tottenham? Um, I mean, it's the stupidest decision they could possibly make. But like you just said, even the good managers don't stay around very long. So if they can't keep Pochettino much longer, Ian is shaking his head. Why Why can they not keep him? He's been instructed because they're falling apart and they're going to scapegoat him because he's probably going to leave. He's kind of come out being upset about the lack of like transfers mm, and uh, not being given players to work with. I don't know enough. Which about... is a little bit of a bullshit thing because yeah. he does have... Well, I don't know Harry about the, the dealings over there, but like, you can, when it comes to sports, if you got a good coach, and they're like, well, we got to ch- we got to change something, but the coach is fine. 
like, hold on to the coach. You, you can hold on. You can get. Well, them. that's the. Th- it's 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 especially tough over there because the coaches are the GMs too, effectively. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So um, he's making like literal like roster decisions. Yeah, and but stuff, then the people above him are saying, "Well, you can't spend this money." Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you want a player who's eighty million dollars. We're only going to give you fifty five. That's like okay, but I need to plug an eighty million dollar hole. You know, mm-hmm. and so he's going to get frustrated and he'll have no shortage of suitors if he does decide to leave. But as I saw somebody meme somewhere today, maybe you sent it to me, Justin, if if they think they have problems about a manager complaining about transfers now, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> maybe not the way to go. Jose Mourinho, who was on the outs of Manchester United for cl- complaining about them yeah. not spending enough, and is going Manchester, to then go to Tottenham and be like, yes, this is the spot for me. Manchester <laughs> United being as they are notoriously cheap and spendthrift. <laughs> right. Uh, they're not going to spend money yeah, stupidly it, on anybody. Manchester want, United right. has never just thrown money around for no reason. That's, that's, that's I well believe known. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think it'd be a huge mistake, but that's probably somebody's gonna want, make I it. I want Mourinho right? somewhere in oh, either yeah. Premier League it's, or in MLS. It's and more I can, like, fun. Watch closely. Like the sport <laughs> is one of those things. It's like we. I had a big debate with some people about Bryce Harper today. I'm more of a Bryce Harper supporter than they were, but like the sport needs Jose Mourinho in the same way that baseball needs Bryce Harper. Like yes. even if it's just as the villain, the the sport is better off with him there. I Absolutely. just don't want to be the team that has to break that <laughs> bullet and as a you know Preferably on your rivals team. Right. Preferably. As a passive Tottenham supporter, at least not, you know, antagonist, I'd prefer he end up with you know Everton or someone, or I would just I'd love to see him also have to slum it at like <laughs> you know West Ham or somebody somebody who's like middle tier but has never really risen above it for ages and ages. You know, Crystal Palace, like really, yeah, some place where he's really out of place. And now your coach of the Bolton Wanderers, Jose <laughs> Mourinho. Uh, Ian's laughing. He gets these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a quick update on. Uh, uh, Chappelko? Is that how you yes. pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Chappelko, Chappelko would show. be 32 points in English Scrabble with the uh, 10 points afforded by the letter 10, or by the letter Z, <laughs> and the uh, 4 points afforded by Y and the 5 by K. But in his native Poland, his name would only be 23 points because wow. whereas P, surprisingly, in Poland is a 9-point letter, uh, Every other letter in his name is Useless. worth three or fewer. So, <laughs> Z is worth nothing. Z is a one-point word in Poland. Get your shit together, Poland. <laughs> Z is a one-point letter in Poland. It is a ten-point letter in America. Half our words have Z. That's right. Apparently, apparently they do, or at least half their names. So, little update on uh, Chapelko. If you guys would like to know what his name would be worth in Senegalese or Japanese, buzz off, because this was already too much. Send us an email. Email us and we'll get back to you. Email us at (laughs) underscore dash stl dash podcast dot gav dot not bandcamp.com at gmail.fancam.com oh email us at blizzard.net they uh I promise you they don't have other problems going on right now blizzard yes uh yell at game freak some they're not getting any heat today uh yeah it's uh it's a bad day to be a video game company uh 
how about uh, we talk about the the most important league? The most important the league, USL the, Championship. The USL. <laughs> um, we had the opportunity to see uh, the STLFC, the team whose scarf I am now bravely wearing, even though I do not deserve it. Uh, <laughs> well, Ian, I mean, you did pay for it. Ian so. and I. This was our first time to see them. Um, Justin, I assume this was your not your first time seeing STLFC. I've been to a couple games, but it was like one or two your first time seeing them in Washington D.C. That's right. As an away fan, I'm better than everyone else. You (laughs) visited the capital city and graced it with your presence and laid the groundwork for the Blues to visit it. Um, I also like, by the way, that they swung through the capital city, sorry to go on a blues rant, on a trip where they were not going to play the Capitals. Anyway. But they did watch a Cardinals game. That's true. And that was also not when they were playing the Capitals. Very strange day. But anyway, uh, Justin, you were in Washington, D.C. for vacation slash visiting your future brother-in-law, which makes him your current fiance and law, I guess I <laughs> no My idea what, what do I call law. you <laughs> but uh how was your trip and how was your journey to what I am going to blithely assume is called uh political corruption stadium <laughs> it was good it was a good trip it was nice to kind of like get away from everything for a week and a half so I was in DC then I went hiking on the Appalachian Trail for a little bit met some mountain people you know, had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> then from there, I drove up to Loudoun County, which is like 45 minutes away from DC proper. S- Se- um, Segra Field. Segra Field. They put the, and, uh, they put oh the no, there we go. Um, 651 <laughs> people in attendance, uh, two of which are SDLFC fans. So <laughs> we'll do that percentage wise. <laughs> Ian is very glad that you saved my joke so good good work there were actually only 651 people there yeah it was uh pretty empty they should not have uh, <laughs> built a brand new stadium maybe or yeah i don't be building like, a brand new i stadium. guess because it's for the usl team who is technically a usl2 team uh because they're dc united's Woof. <laughs> usl team but yeah not their greatest night attendance wise so you go there and like not a lot of people there you have to like walk down into the valley where the stadium is and the stadium's like pretty nice but around it there's like nothing really mm-hmm. um they're kind of like building up everything to it so i was like kind of lost like not knowing where i was i just stood there awkwardly watched the game uh got a little bit down on me because they sclfc went down and i got a little bit excited because sclfc came back up and then i got down again um so to describe the game a little bit It's a bit concerning, which I guess you guys will get into in your game as well. Some things that happened in this game. You saw scoring, though, so that was nice. I did see scoring. I saw lots of scoring. (laughs) That's a stiff departure from our game. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, at least in this game, SCLFC kind of looked like the better of the teams for most part. Their their defense fell apart at, like, critical time. Also not true of our game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so completely different things. Yeah, so it looked like a better team. Lewis Hilton scored just like an amazing free kick, put it in the top corner essentially, so the goalkeeper was not going to get to it. Um, Loudon FC answered basically off the kickoff of halftime. Um, then in the 60 something minute, uh, they go up two to one after SCLFC's defense completely went to sleep and they just allowed him to walk right through the edge of the corner and strike it in. 
Um, can, can I ask real quick, is Loudon yeah. a town, a person, a mascot? What the hell? I believe it's there? a township. Okay. Township. Our, our township, our bullshit sort of thing. Right, <laughs> right sort of thing. <laughs> okay. You can see DC from the hill of the stadium. So I bet you can. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So go on. <laughs> Um, Tyler Blackwood makes it two to two after there's a lot of chaos in the box and the ball just kind of falls to him. He's able to put his foot through it and then like kick it through the goalkeeper. Um, Then Lewis Hilton scores (laughs) his second goal of the game from outside the box, but SDLFC up three to two. And that's when I got overconfident. And uh, that that was not a good idea, (laughs) especially surrounded by uh, 200 of the 600 away fans. <laughs> oh no. So at this point, SDLFC just lost like all defensive shape. It was going up and down. Um, three to three after Loudon goes bar down. Um, SDLFC had the chance to clear it multiple times and wasn't able to get it out. And then eventually Loudon finds it in the box, goes off the top of the bar into the goal. Um, and then Loudon Simon seals it for him on a counter attack. With five seconds left to play in stoppage time, so is that oh, like the ninety second minute? So they go from tying the game up in the eightieth minute to winning the game like at the whistle. Um, overall, pretty fun game, but when you score three, you should probably win that game. Um, yeah, I'm not picky, but that does seem like <laughs> kind of a, a basic starting point. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that was my experience in uh, Washington D.C. in Loudoun County Township. How's your guys' experience there in old Fenton, Missouri? Well, I can't say the game experience was much better. <laughs> I think the event experience was pretty good. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, run probably. down the game and then get your thoughts on the yeah. experience that kid. Uh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds are who we faced. Uh, even the <laughs> even the USL team for Pittsburgh can't escape the overbearing yellow and black color scheme. It's a but, city mandate. Yeah, it's like uh, Santa Fe and Adobe. But anyway, uh, they are the best team in the USL, and they looked like it. I mean, I don't have a frame of reference for whether or not they look like it, but they certainly look like the best team in this game uh, from the very beginning. STLC was fighting for their playoff lives, but... Couldn't get it done or even get all that close. I don't even think they had a very convincing chance on net in the game that we watched. Um, they never got much going, but they played hard, I'm sure. The goalie screamed a lot, which oh, yeah. was not a fan. I know he's got to do stuff and coordinate from the back. Like, I get that, but I don't know... If this is like a norm at soccer, I guess I haven't attended enough soccer. I wondered if like, because I noticed that in our game too, but it was because I could hear like everything on the Uh field because there's no one there. Yeah, but Um, I kind of wonder if like the closeness to the field. I'm sure that's part of it. But I also like I wasn't hearing Pittsburgh's goalie scream all the time, you know, and so so. I don't know. It's probably a combination of you can hear it. And also he's a bit of a pain in the ass. That would be my guess. But in any case, (laughs) uh, he played a fine game. Um just got beaten the the one time well i got beaten twice but as we'll discuss in a minute uh the game picked up in the final 15 minutes which is no surprise because it's soccer and i think it was one of those games where pittsburgh pretty much had it in the bag the whole time and just decided to put us away yeah i felt like they were toying with us a little bit um kyle grieg and todd pratzner banged heads in the 75th and were down for a while and both went off so 
best wishes to both of them. Uh, Fanul Kavita of the uh, ST, I keep saying the, of STLFC, <laughs> uh, cleared a ball off the line with his head, which was our best moment of the night by far. Got the fans going. It was definitely past the keeper and headed for the back of the net, but he stopped it. But it didn't matter because a few minutes later, Pittsburgh's Dos Santos, probably not the good Dos Santos that you're thinking of, scored the winning goal in the 88th minute, and it was over from there. There was a lot of stoppage time because of the head injuries, but it didn't matter. They were never going to concede. Uh, I think STLC did get a corner kick or a, you know indirect free kick in the final minute or so, but they didn't make anything of it. Uh, so it ended up as a one nothing loss and was kind of the final nail in their playoff caution coffin, as I understand it. They were in a decent spot a little while ago and then have gone on a losing slash tying skid lately and really coughed it up and are out of the playoffs again. Um, they're they're one point out. They could supposedly with this last game uh, be in. I suppose. Okay. Like I thought they were farther out when I looked, but yeah, it's tough because well, yeah. So they were in like ninth. Mm-hmm. It's hard because they started off season so well, and then I think everyone with the with the cup run, like it's awesome that they made it as far as they did. But they're just like isn't as deep of a squad as what like MLS teams are dealing with. Uh-huh. So so they're just exhausted, probably exhausted. Yeah. And then they were on that run, but it just seems like they run out of gas again. Um, and I, I don't know, it was, they looked fine parts of the game, but, uh, it's, um, yeah, just, they weren't on the same level with Pittsburgh. It didn't look like at any point as for the experience. I had a ton of fun. What did you yeah, think, Ian? It was a lot of fun. And that was a nice little stadium down there uh-huh. in the soccer park. I've been down there a couple of times as a kid for like different soccer camps and stuff throughout the years. And. I don't. I'm 99 sure that wasn't there, but mm-hmm. like it was really cool. I was surprised at the infrastructure of it all. Yeah. Like I really did think yeah. it was just going to be bleachers on both sides, and that was it. But I mean, there was a a bar there, a fully functioning like sort of like restaurant mm-hmm. there, and everything too. Uh, their little tiny, really nice team store. Yeah, it's, team store was still nice though. Yeah, the size. There, yeah. there was a lot going on there, and it was a nice sort of cooler evening, which was mm-hmm. you know just a nice environment experience. I thought having the St. Luligan people there was, was adds to the environment. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know what the attendance number was, but it was certainly more than six. Yeah. I was going to say, right. That's what's over that. Yeah. I forget what it holds. Um, but yeah, usually it, it's a pretty good environment. I'm really it's bad when it goes I mean, it wasn't like... overflowing by any means, yeah. but it was pretty it was full. It like, like 2000 or yeah, something. I, I would say so. And I kind of, I, f- I was simultaneously like, more like impressed i didn't expect it to be that much of a production and also mm. a little bit like oh so this is what minor league am- yeah you know, like not minor league but semi-professional soccer looks like you know yeah like, it was really is- <laughs> hard to judge what i've thought it was going to be and yeah it was none I'll, of that but... i'll say the thing i'm thinking which is this oh no the idea that there are people who are like this is the st louis team and this is what we have to protect going forward with MLS, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I respect their commitment to the team. Yeah. It's really cool that they have their thing and that's their niche. And, hey, I've been, been an insane Blues fan for a long time and I have other even weirder hobbies, including <laughs> sadomasochism. <laughs> but uh, oh. <laughs> but um, I don't talk about that publicly, no. Uh, but 
I, I get being passionately devoted to something. Let's not blow it out of proportion. <laughs> you know? Actually, what was interesting about this was I thought it'd be really cool to go to a handful more games, uh-huh. get the fuel oh, yeah, for this, for sure. enjoy it, get used to it, like, wow, this is really cool, and then to be blown away by like what the MLS an MLS is. team yeah. in an MLS stadium. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is going to make that feel that much more impressive. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I mean, so... SCLFC like average attendance like four thousand to five thousand. If yeah. you take that, you multiply it by you know four to get to twenty thousand. Put it in an actual MLS size stadium. I think there's there's no reason that that we aren't gonna do that on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Just with like the amount of people that are willing to drive out to soccer park on a random weekday to watch a game. Um, it'll be I'm excited for it when MLS comes around. Yeah, and and, and that's not a shot. I, I, I want to clarify. I'm not taking a <laughs> shot at the Luligans or anything. They're awesome, and I love that. And like MLS needs that fan base. No, it's a like and it's that, a really good starting. Yeah, point. for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't get the idea of like they're gonna dictate to the tailors what the MLS team should look like. Like, let's not go there. Okay. One one thing I will say, and we talked about this when we were there uh-huh. about like the field. Yeah. It's just crazy how small a soccer field is when oh, yeah. you're watching soccer. No sports field. Baseball never feels like this to no, me. No, baseball always but feels like, as big as I think it would I be. I think that field is a little small, too. Okay. So it's a little bit shallower on the touchline because uh-huh. like high school games have to be played there. Uh-huh. So like actual or actual regulation-sized soccer fields are a little bit wider, so it is a little bit smaller. Of a that field. would okay. make sense. But even still, I think... You know that same that same feeling I get whenever I like walk up to like a yeah. football like a American football field, and I just see like this is a hundred yards. Like I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I could fucking know? chuck one for sixty <laughs> yeah, yards, exactly. baby. Um, and, you know, I definitely corner get the corner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean the the whole outfit was really cool. It was it was well run. You can tell that the people who were there are committed and they care. Yeah, I was surprised it, how many people around us like. I mean, I didn't know what I was talking about. I wouldn't know that, but yeah, they seemed very dedicated to what they were viewing. And that's, that really genuinely is awesome. And, and I am excited to go to more of those games next year. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was just kind of like, okay, this is really cool. Now (laughs) I'm ready for the bigger thing, (laughs) you know, like I'm excited to do this more and I don't know if they're going to exist post MLS or not. I know a lot of teams, coexist with a usl team in their city i don't know if st louis is big enough to do that or not but uh justin do you know if there's an official word on that at all no i mean obviously they will probably have a secondary team um they haven't said what it'll look like it's been rumored that all the mls usl teams are going to go down a league so down to usl Mm one so it's still like a feeder team kind of feel um but if you still want to go see like lower league soccer it'd be a good experience to watch some youngsters play and some people who will eventually be SCLFC players. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a great experience other than the loss and the, <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun to go to one where the people were into it and it felt like you had a win, you know, cause yeah, I mean, the Luligans were drumming and chanting and everything, but it never felt like there was much in that game for, for SDLFC. And, mm-hmm. and so that was the only drawback, but it was a really nice night and a really nice experience. And I'm excited to do it again. So, yeah, that was our thoughts. Anything else to add, Ian? Um, I'm I'm excited to go again. I want to get a jersey of some kind or at least their at least their um their real scarf, scarf. The real yeah scarf, that, that was know? the disappointment they were out of kind of the main line scarves so okay so that scarf was was it yellow and blue mine is yeah 
Do you think that because their like recent press release had the same kind of color oh, scheme? Oh, you think this is an MOS preview? What are your thoughts on that? I wouldn't hate this, honestly. Yeah, you know what? It's odd because is this just what their it, color scheme has been anyways for the M, like MLS4 STL? Yeah, because it's been yeah. like red, yellow, so and blue. So the front basically. is the flag. The front yeah. I mean, that's kind of just what I assumed we were going to get. The scarf just says St. Louis, and it says America's first soccer capital. But then the STOFC crest and the reverse of the scarf says it's in our history, it's in our blood, and it has the crest, and it's all in yellow and blue. And honestly, I wouldn't hate these colors. I kind of like the, it's a little bit more of a royal blue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit brighter. Kind of like inverse of the blues colors, kind of? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like Ramsey- Okay. But a little yellower and a little brighter blue. I'd be down for that. Yeah. All these colors do look very 90s blues jersey. Like, yes, that's true. Bring it on. <laughs> um, is that actually the, a rumored color scheme for the new team, do you think? I think people are just speculating with, since that's been the scheme they're going with, with the like, recent press yeah. releases and stuff. So. That'd be interesting. I think we should know that sooner than later. So I would think so. That'll be nice. I think December-ish should be when we know. Yeah. That's I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like a threat. It's pretty cool. <laughs> better, better know that sooner than later. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fun, and I'm excited. I don't know. Um, anything, uh, anything else to talk about again? Hmm. We've got one last point, Justin. Would you like to bring it up, or shall I? Yeah. Well, so SEL played play North, North Carolina this year. weekend. You know, it's really hard to tell who's going to win such a game. It's going to take somebody who's really good at predicting these sort of things. Someone who's really good at like investigating trends. Uh-huh. Um, someone Solving like maybe Colleen Rooney, we could get on the phone and ask her. Oh, Colleen Rooney. <laughs> what a story this is. Walk us through it, Justin. Walk us okay. through this amazing story. So I have the New York Times article that I want to read uh, some part of. So this leads off as Colleen Rooney, soccer star's wife, says Rebecca Vardy leaked details of tabloid. Miss Rooney ran her own sting operation, planning fake stories on her Instagram page that she limited to just one account, that of the wife of another soccer star. <laughs> um, so if you're not familiar at- with like the Rooneys in general, and they're like fight with the sun in the UK, that they're like, the sun is always leaking details about their lives. And Wayne Rooney has like gone on rampages about them in the past. The paper, the sun, Ian. The paper, the, the sun, not sun, the sun not in the, the sky. Stellar interstellar. Oh, the he is pretty sun. pale, so maybe they don't like that also. <laughs> that's true. It could be. He doesn't like the sun, but that's a different issue. But so Colleen Rooney made an Instagram post that basically said, for three years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing the Sun newspaper my private posts and stories. There has been so much information given to them about me, my friends, my family, all without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except one account. Those in my private account must have been wondering why I haven't been posting stories there for a while. Over the past five months, <laughs> I posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. Story about gender selection in Mexico, story about returning to TV, and then the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment on it at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to know. Now I know for certain which account slash individual it came from. I've saved and sc- screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's Rebecca Vardy's account. Dun, dun, dun. I love the... <laughs> 
six or ten periods too as the this is really like, like quality stuff this is <laughs> such next level and the best part to me is like the weak ass denial rebecca vardy tried to give like there's any way on earth she hasn't been caught red-handed you know like there's no other there's no other way there's no other way. What's her excuse? <laughs> yeah, she just was like, I didn't do it. I can't nah, believe you'd accuse me. I don't me. think so. <laughs> can't believe you accused me. I'm pregnant, by the way. Why would you accuse me of what this? What I want to know <laughs> is... I'm having a baby. What I want to know is how did she narrow it down to Rebecca Vardy? I that's, need to know everything. That's the... But like this... She already had a suspicion. ...needs to be a novel. This is so good. This, so... Could did be she like slowly like narrow it down? Was she like, movie. these five people I expect. So I'm going to like keep narrowing Maybe. it down until i figure it out for five months she did this for five months this was like her obsession guys she, yeah, she woke up every day and she woke up and she sleuthed on her instagram <laughs> she raised her sleuth. kids and then said okay i need to catch this rebecca marty that is insane like both sides of it are insane her side is kind of insane. Like, you could just not post on Instagram or whatever, you know? <laughs> but, like, instead, no, I no, no, no. Rebecca Vardy from the Instagram <laughs> account. <laughs> but at the same time, like, Rebecca Vardy's side is insane. Like, she doesn't need money. She's just doing this to fuck with the Roonies. So that's insane. The whole story's insane, and I love it so much. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, Why would you do this? Like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why any party in this story would do what they did. Rebecca with a K. Mm. Yeah, that's bad enough. Mm. Uh, should have um, watched yourself. It's so, like, it's so begging to be turned into, like, a Hallmark movie. Oh, you know, you know? Um, where A BBC like, original. Where it's, like, I don't know what they could call it, social distortion or something like that. Something with a little play on the social networking stuff. A little play on the socials. Yeah, but, uh, um, but it is something else. This is a story for the ages. Ian, if you're trying to catch (laughs) your friend from leaking stories to the media, what stories are you going to make up to leak? Hmm talk about my <laughs> bowel movements for sure i'm definitely gonna tell them there's some seepage because hers range from I- going I- to mexico I- v- to going to mexico to arrange the sex of her child to house flooding <laughs> yeah that does seem like a wide wide swath they arranged the sex of her child like yeah. a sex selection they were going yes. to mexico to like controversially like controversially choose that they wanted a girl because they've only had boys and one of them was uh james milner's son but that's a different story uh, um it's you know not, a lot about the rooney's lives it's not true but that kid tell, <laughs> tell me that picture i showed you didn't look like james milner it totally did but anyway um i'd leak sort of stories like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what she should have leaked she should have said that james milner fathered her child you know i think honestly i would leak very like stories that sound on par with what would be true for someone and then just slowly you know five percent every time just amp up the crazy yeah and see if it still gets out there yeah if someone's not so like oh this point person... where ian is exploring what it would take to have a lizard brain implanted into yeah, like, <laughs> see if the other person would actually be like hey wait a second this sounds so crazy that it's suspicious 
But instead, they're like, no, 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 Lizard Brainian sounds right. I think he is that crazy. I, I don't understand. I don't understand either of these people. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great look. The crazy world of football. Ah. Uh, Rebecca Vardy says the WAG community is a very fake world. That, according that to Yahoo News UK. That I believe, but I don't think she should be the one to say it. Right. New York Times says a British person explains the WAG wars. <laughs> <laughs> a British person. That could be anyone. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is the story of a generation. I don't know. I don't know how we top it. I guess we don't top it this week. I don't know. We'll be moderating. Vinnie Jones calls Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy an embarrassment. How <laughs> <laughs> is like, okay, I get how Colleen Rooney is crazy, but how is she on par with Rebecca Vardy? She's a Vardy? master investigator. Yeah, we need to be hiring her genius. for other things. <laughs> she's going to star opposite Robert Downey Jr. in the next Sherlock Holmes is what she's going to do. But, um... I don't know why I went with Robert Downey. Oh, he is Sherlock Holmes, right? He is Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Yeah, I, was right. I was right. I was right. I said it, and then I was like, he's American. That doesn't make sense. And then I was like, Stephen, oh. you've got a great idea for some movies. <laughs> Let me tell you about them. Um, wow. Uh, it's It's been a week in world football, world soccer. Uh, hopefully, we will be back much sooner. I, I expect us to get on a schedule here. We're going to keep you updated on the Twitter over at uh, STL Lads Podcast uh, or STL Podcast. STL, STL underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. So good. So on top of things. <laughs> We're on brand, baby. <laughs> at STL underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and, you know, subscribe if you haven't. On iTunes, we're on iTunes now. We may have been last time, but we are now. Mm. And Apple can't um, hold us back. Nope, they can't. Leave us a review, like, and subscribe, all that good stuff. You guys have anything more to say, Ian? Um, you know what? I think in between now and the next podcast, I'm going to try and catch at least one Tottenham game. Oh, there we go. Very interesting. I like that. I like that very much. Who do they play this weekend, I wonder? Let me check that real quick. Could even win a game? I don't know. Let's find out. I can't type very quickly. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. Watford, you got it. It's the Moose people. Yeah, you got the Moose, Moose people. people. <laughs> Moose call. Perfect. That's a, that's a very winnable game. It's at 9 a.m. Saturday, so you can watch that one maybe pre-wedding stuff apparently not that's a hard pass you've also got Servina's Zvetta on 2 p.m on Tuesday that should be a UEFA knockout and then Liverpool Tottenham next Sunday next oh we got back to back derbies don't we oh yeah baby we got them going on so uh, that'll be the big one maybe you watch that one but mm-hmm. we'll figure that out uh, Justin you have anything to say before we close? Yeah, watch out for my uh, story in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, probably coming this weekend, where I accuse Ian of uh, wanting to plant a reptile brain into his head. So. That is true, and that is what I want to happen. I really thought that you had an actual like post coming in the post Stephen, <laughs> we're Whoa. absolutely gobsmacked <laughs> that we were talking to a journalist. Uh, but, um, yeah, I will look forward to it greatly and i think if anything you'll just get a job at the athletic after that mm. yeah the this old, is why i've joined the athletic leave the old stl <laughs> podcast behind why i joined the athletic because my friend got a lizard brain and <laughs> sure they're gonna hire me at the athletic <laughs> that's right that's right 
for the lizard brain people and for those without lizard brain people, uh, that's that's the wild soccer world this week. Uh, unless anyone has anything else to say, I guess that'll be it. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Talk to you later. Ew.